0: This is Gerald Eastwood bringing you a special episode, which is the highest level overview you will ever hear on the truth behind the JFK assassination. Remember, my books on Amazon take you behind the curtain. Beyond the Pentagon UFO Report reveals the secrets of the universe. And written under my pen name, Muir Taylor, my books Surviving the Deep State and You Must Have Silver round out your needed protection for the coming year. As Warren Buffett says, you don't need to understand 1,000 variables in economics. Just six or seven will do it and will make you successful. My book covers those parameters. It is highly unusual that all the members of the Warren Commission were Freemasons, except Representative Hale Boggs. He said in 1971 and 1972 that the Warren Commission report was false and that J. Edgar Hoover not only helped to cover up the JFK murder, but blackmailed Congress with massive wiretapping and spying. Boggs himself vanished in an airplane flight between Anchorage and Juneau, Alaska. The airplane was never found, Were per the initial reports. Three others on board vanished as well, U.S. Congressman Nick Begich and Begich's aide. The press, military, and CIA publicly proclaimed the plane could not be located. All were killed. Representative Harry Gonzalez, chairman of the U.S. House of Representatives assassination committee, said the following, The assassination of President John F. Kennedy will never be investigated in a meaningful way because vast and powerful forces won't stand for it. In short, don't expect the major media to tell you anything. This is what Colonel L. Fletcher Prouty said about the conspirators. They are a power unto themselves for whom these others work. Neither is this power elite of recent origin. Its roots go deep into the past. Pope Leo XXIII, in his condemnation of masonry, said of it, that it has succeeded in entering all classes of society, and forms an invisible and irresponsible state existing within the legitimate state. John Kennedy, Robert Kennedy, and Martin Luther King were all peacemakers. On October 11, 1963, Kennedy signed a National Security Memorandum No. 263 as an official policy which ordered 1,000 men home from Vietnam by the end of 63, and all U.S. personnel out of Vietnam by the end of 65. It was not until Johnson signed NSAM No. 273 on November 26, 1963, that the course of the Kennedy Plan began to be changed, and this trend became obvious with the publication of National Security Action No 288 in March 64. JFK was after peace with Russia, and that basically meant no Cold War nuclear weapons would be further developed or used on the battlefield. Lee Oswald's handler in New Orleans was ex-FBI special agent in charge for Chicago and a Mason and one of the longest ever agents in charge at that time. He held that honor due to Hoover's preference for Masons in the FBI and his friends. His office was right next to Lafayette Square in New Orleans which if you know Mason symbolism in DC is a special place for Masons. The CIA office in New Orleans was right around the corner at 333 St. Charles Street. Taking all of this into account, the Madeline Brown account of the Clint Murchison party for Hoover the night before the JFK hit would have made greater sense as it was Hoover that helped force LBJ onto the JFK ticket, thus assuring JFK's doom in 1963. LBJ told Brown that the Texas oilmen and the intelligence community murdered JFK. He knew the details the night before, but was powerless to do anything. Top-secret CIA documents show that J.J. Angleton, J. CIA counterintelligence, contacted Israeli intelligence for assistance in the assassination of Kennedy. Their responsibility was likely to eliminate the Corsican assassins as soon as possible after their work was done. The CIA kept a very accurate and detailed record of the plans and progress being made for the assassination right up to the date and time, including telephone calls and meetings. The records include who made the telephone call, to whom it was made, what was discussed. One of the records is on 10 May 63, a lunch conference, and attendance four senior level officers of the CIA, discussion of progress of Zipper, which is JFK. Decision to launch disinformation program regarding Soviets. Decision for payments to Union Corsair, Corsican Mafia, and Sam Giancata, Chicago Mafia. Here's a quote from CIA counterintelligence head James Angleton in testimony to the Church Committee. Quote, It is inconceivable that a secret intelligence arm of the government has to comply with all of the overt orders of the government. End quote. In notes and conversations with his son Saint John, uh, and in an audio tape he created in 2004 to be played after his death, Hard Hunt described being involved in a major event at a Miami safe house in '63. He named in the plot most of the known anti-Castro Cubans and those CIA personnel assigned to such projects as J.M. Wave in Miami. You can check out the details for yourself and confirm it. Basically, this was Operation Mongoose, turned in reverse against Kennedy. Same personnel, equipment, and contacts. Hunt's chart includes an unnamed French hitman on the infamous Grassy Knoll. Hunt says he declined active participation, but did have a, quote, benchwarmer role in the plot. Now, Jim Garrison, the district attorney from New Orleans, was a modern-day Paul Revere. He warns Americans that their lives and freedoms are threatened by a force more malicious than what our forebears faced in uh, 1775 against British troops. Garrison prophetically told us because of the JFK assassination fascism will come to America in the name of national security. He warns we are in great danger of slowly evolving into a proto-fascist state based on power and the inability to put human goals and human conscience above the dictates of the state. With regard to truth and its pursuit, Garrison notes, in our incipient super state, it really doesn't matter what happened. Truth is what the government chooses to tell you. How different our country would be today if the Kennedy brothers had been in charge for up to eight years at each. The bottom line. Elements in the military-industrial complex wanted Kennedy killed because he was threatening to put them out of business. The Cuban Missile Crisis, the closest the world has ever come to nuclear war, spurred him to do this. As a result, he developed an ancient enemy, the Deep State as we know it. Freemasonry has its roots traced back to London. That should tell you a lot. RFK told the people, I would like to reopen the Warren Commission. The lone assassin in this case of Robert Kennedy was said to be Sirhan Sirhan, who fired a pistol at Robert Kennedy, standing several feet in front of him. The autopsy, however, showed that a bullet fired from a pistol One to two inches behind Kennedy's head is what killed him, not any of the bullets coming from Sirhan Sirhan's gun in front of him. Now, after Robert Kennedy was killed, Jacqueline Kennedy is reported to have said, if they're killing Kennedys, then my children are targets. John F. Kennedy Jr. died when a Piper Saratoga private plane he was piloting crashed on July 16, 1999, one week after it was reported that he planned to run in the 2000 presidential election, which he most likely would have won. According to Lafayette, in his book, The New World Order, by uh, A. Ralph Epperson, pages 32 to 33, uh, an invisible hand is guiding the populace. This invisible hand of which Lafayette was speaking is the Illuminati, and the foremost part of the Illuminati, many believe, is Freemasonry. Key Illuminist leaders have always spoken highly of the Masonic fraternity. This is the power behind the JFK assassination. Operation Zipper was the CIA's codename file for the planning of the assassination and the cover-up of the assassination. Operation Zipper was the coup d'etat. This was the codename known within the agency. This operation was implemented with the help, approval, and or knowledge of top levels of major alphabet agencies and covert deep cover personnel at others, such as, as the CIA. LBJ was known on more than one occasion to refer to the CIA as Murder, Inc., Having said that, we should qualify his statement for present-day conditions. Many believe we are at peace today because the CIA is at war. Remember, back then it was not a top-down operation against the Kennedys, John, Robert, and the son. The assassinations were compartmentalized. It was cells within the major alphabet agencies. Now, the cover-up, that was a top-down operation, of course. The Russian KGB investigated the assassination and concluded Kennedy was shot by pro- professional assassin or assassins hired by French and South Vietnamese Asians. This information comes directly from Colonel Somaneovich Pavlovsky, who was the highest ranking officer in the KGB's investigative unit. Why would the French Mafia want JFK dead? Simple. They the French Mafia feared that JFK was going to disrupt or halt its lucrative heroin enterprise. Now, Masonic techniques have been adopted in the CIA, MS-6, and Mossad. And keep in mind, when I refer to the Masons, I and most other writers are referring only to those at the very top levels. The lower levels are not involved, of course, and actually do some good works. With all conditions being equal, during officer selection at alphabet agencies, preference is given to Freemasons. A classic example of this is the founder of the CIA, Alan Dulles. Having become a director of the CIA, he would remain a mason until the end of his life. We live in a strange world indeed. Truth is truly stranger than fiction. A declassified CIA document released in 1977 states that a French assassin by the name of Jean Soutra, he also used the names Michael Mertz and Michael Roux, was in Dallas on November 22, 1963. For reference, it should be noted that Michael Mertz was well known to the FBI and had been traveling into the U.S. from Canada. Mertz had earlier been involved in French security, had conducted intelligence ops against the OAS. However, he had become associated with a major drug smuggling effort, bringing cocaine from France into the U.S. through Canada. For those interested in the Mertz connection, the Heroin Trail Newsday. Researched and described the network and provides details on the associate, Michael Mertz. From the Operation Zipper documents, I believe that two of the three Corsican Mafia assassins were killed within 24 hours of the assassination. The other got away and has never been found. This is Gerald Eastwood. We are living in a momentous time in history. Danger lies all about us. As the seals say, the only easy day was yesterday. Good night and Godspeed.